Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm the host, Sean Boyce. I'd like to welcome my guest to the show today, Jeff Bleacher, who is the managing partner of Ross Bueller Falcon Company. Hello, Jeff. How are you? And thanks for being on the show. Uh, thank you for having me, Sean. It's great to be here. I'm doing well. Doing well. Excellent. Glad to hear that. And very excited to talk more about you and your firm and learn more about uh, where you've invested in technology and otherwise. But before we do that, if you wouldn't mind, please, for our audience, give them a little bit more information about your background and how you became the managing partner of your firm. Uh, yes, I've, I've been in this. I've uh, been in this profession for about for almost forty years. I'm actually a, a, a rare person anymore. I've been with the same firm for that entire time. Um, don't see that too much anymore. So um, I've just progressed through the managing partner. I've been a managing partner for about twenty years. Um, so we're at the point where we're starting to generate, work with the next generation, and create the next generation of owners. Very cool story. Thank you for sharing. And that is uh, definitely uh, uh, very interesting, I would say. Um, I know one of the things we want to kind of learn more about from you is the investments that you've made in technology and otherwise. But before we do that, can you give us a little bit more information, kind of a firm profile, talk a little bit more about kind of the size of your firm and the services that you offer, perhaps where you're located? Uh, I think that would be great for our audience to learn more. Sure. Uh, we are a three-partner firm. Um, we're in central Pennsylvania. Uh, Lancaster, PA. Um, we're about 60 miles west of Philly, about a half hour um, east of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, we, as I mentioned, we've been around for almost 40 years. Um, we're a firm of about 20 to 25 people, depending on the season or the use of technology. Um, well the, said. Uh, the, uh, our, our services, we do have the traditional accounting firm services, audit, tax, compilation review, the assurance services. Uh, again, we're like a number of firms trying to push more into the advisory services uh, with our clients. Um, we have done some training with our people internally on providing advisory services. And um, as you know, coming into this profession, accountants aren't usually trained to do advisory services. So we've been providing some, uh, some education in that area. And uh, we recently uh, hired a, a new a bookkeeping. We, we did not have a bookkeeping service or CAS service. So we've recently hired somebody who to start with that division and, and grow it, uh, a former, um, somebody we worked with in the past. So we're really excited with that because that really goes with the advisory services. Again, small business, which is, we tend to do small businesses that it depends on your definition of small businesses, but I would say two to two to 20 million in revenue is, is uh, pretty much our sweet spot. Definitely interested to learn more. Thank you for that background. Definitely interested to learn more in terms of that advisory services push. And we talked about this ourselves as well, too. But interested to learn more from you in terms of what your plans are there. What what are you thinking? I know you mentioned the bookkeeping kind of element. Is that part of it as well, too? Kind of an expansion on cash practice or um, are there other plans involved as well? So, Yeah, again, I, again, I think we traditionally do in the past have thought of bookkeeping services, which as we know, small businesses is a number of clients, a number of those that need that, that support. But I think we're trying to provide more value than that. We're looking to, you know, whether it's I'll say outsource uh, CFO services or really help the client understand their numbers, uh, maybe help them with the dashboards so that they can really grow their business. Uh, too many small business owners don't have the proper information to make decisions. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so the goal is to guide them with that, help them understand it, and um, really be able to help them grow their business is really what the goal is. Um, and internally, we have started to do that with our team. We've provided, we use the growth partnership for uh, our marketing, and they also provide uh, have an advisory service they can come in and they train us and, and go through a course we've actually joined their academy where we can send people out to um, learn the uh, advisory skills training and learn the skills to be able to help help clients in that area this is very interesting um I'm, i know there's a big push for it and something i would love to see more practices invest in as well too is really this taking this proactive advisory type relationship. I know the industry has been pushing for it for a while now, but I can definitely say from uh, the consumer's perspective on my end, in terms of the relationships that I've had with you know my firms before that I've used for my services, I've always wanted more of that as well too. Is I, want, I wanted my advisors to kind of play more of a proactive role and help me in growing my business because there's things that they know, there's skills they have I don't have that uh, are can be really important for when it comes to that practice. And it's one of those things where I don't want to necessarily just wait for them to respond to me. I want to have more of a proactive relationship where we can do, be more forward-looking in terms of what decisions do I make and when. I've had a lot of productive conversations with my accounting advisors in the past, but they've typically been fewer and farther between. So uh, I think it's commendable for sure to kind of want to boost that side of the business. And obviously we're seeing you know a lot of positive response in the market from firms that are adding those services and taking more of that proactive approach. Uh, you'd mentioned dashboard. I'm curious to learn more about that as well too. How far have you taken those plans? Is that a, something that you're looking to incorporate from a technical perspective as well also? Or are you using anything in your stack at the moment with that? Or is that on the earlier side at the moment? That's on a very early side. That's out there on the horizon as we as we as we kick off these services. I know there's various software out there that you can create dashboards, or I guess QuickBooks to a certain extent has some dashboards. Um, so that's something that's a goal that we're we're in initial stages of. But again, I think it's um, you, you're correct in that traditionally accountants are reactive, not proactive uh, with their clients. Um, and again, I think the, the, the idea there is what we're looking to do is um, create subscriptions or packages that include services, a smorgasbord of services, uh, meeting with meeting with the client periodically to help them understand their numbers and, you know, um, take on a more proactive role. We, we tend to do that as an industry in the tax area, maybe to some extent with tax planning or tax advising. But you're right. The small business owner or any owner wants to understand and grow their business. And we have a wealth of knowledge that we can share. Unfortunately, coming out of school, most accounts are not trained. We're trained to be historians and be reactive. So it takes a sign of a skill set that I believe you have to learn to a certain extent, which is why we're having some training for our for our team. Yeah, I like that. That certainly makes a lot of sense and matches as well also. I've been involved with um, helping firms who've wanted to do something similar like this before to kind of build a dashboard around their client base, offering them this type of advice. It really is a significant additional value add that can really improve the relationship and the strength there as well, too, between you and your client base um, as you're offering them this kind of value. Plus, it's, it's something to create better, more productive conversations around as more data winds up on that dashboard, right? Relevant to them, relevant to you. You know, you can, you're obviously your firm's expertise can be used to interpret that information, what it might mean, 
uh, strategic decision making that we might, you know, go one way or the other based on what that information looks like. And there's quite a bit out there in terms of what we can use to build something like that nowadays more than ever, which is also making things even easier. There's Power BI type tools out there, which allow us to take advantage of a lot of off the shelf functionality to create really cool graphics, visuals, diagrams, different ways to kind of carve up the data and hook it up and make sure that that gets updated as well too. But then kind of no code tools in the, in the, uh, on the market as well. Also you know, giving us the ability to kind of build something perhaps, you know, a little bit more creative in the process. Um, so I'm excited to learn more about that. I'm going to have to have you back when, uh, <laughs> you make more progress here. Yeah, I think that's, I think it's more. great. I, I know there's, there's, there's tech, tech out there that can help you do that. But I think as an accountant, it really starts with the conversation with your clients. I think you can learn. We just take the time to talk to our clients and meet with our clients and talk about their business. We can learn a lot that we can help them yeah. with just starting with that, even beyond the tech, just have a conversation. Agreed. And there was something else you mentioned as part of that last response as well, too, where you're talking about creating new service offerings, creating perhaps some subscriptions and some packages and as well. Also, it sounds like you're also looking to get more involved in, you know, um, offering some like fixed price options for folks that could be cash flow positive for the firm. A lot of advantages there. Um, really positioning the relationship on that, delivering that successful outcome for the client, as opposed to what has been, you know, somewhat more of a traditional arrangement in the industry in the past, which is more like focus on the output and paying for hours and things like that, which um, just as a minimum, I've always seen as more of a mismatch between what the clients are ultimately looking for and where, you know, the accounting firms like yours, like yours can best offer your area of expertise to offer value to the clients. Uh, I agree totally, Sean. I think you hit it spot on. Um, again, I think the, the, sometimes the the clients are hesitating to call us. Maybe even if they have a question, it gets down to the old the old fee question. But I think that shouldn't stand in the way. I think that that should all be included in, in a subscription or a package, and you should be able to uh, have conversations with your client because that's how you learn. Awesome. I recorded another episode more recently as well, too, where we talked about this very topic. And one of the interesting elements was, as opposed to that, you know, output type arrangement where it's just producing some form of work and then charging on per hours or however much time you put into the project, it's more, we've got the outcome that we're looking for up front and we're establishing that right off the bat, which should get the client more excited. But then it also rewards the firm for being more efficient from that point moving forward. Okay, how successfully and quickly and efficiently can we deliver that successful outcome with the client, um, which is, you know, gives us the opportunity to start piling up the wins, uh, building on those successful, strong relationships and uh, repeating the process as well also. So uh, it sounds like a bit of an exciting kind of a transformation, at least a new area to kind of invest in for the firm. Yes, we are excited. Um Awesome. We don't want to be the traditional accounting firm. I love it. Well, I can tell that you're making the right type of uh, investments. Uh, you're you're innovating in, in ways that are new and unique, but um, sounds like uh, it's expected to generate some exciting results. So definitely interested to kind of learn more there. Uh, I know another area we wanted to explore as well, too, is to talk more about where you have made investments previously, in particular, as it pertains to the kind of the tech stack, as it's often referred to, or the suite of tools that you guys use at your firm. Uh, I'd be curious to learn more from you in terms of what type of projects you have, uh, in your opinion, either 
completed successfully in terms of some transformation or some digital transformation from some older systems to some newer systems or newer tech that you've uh, implemented more recently and had success with. And then we'll talk about anything else that you either have underway at the moment or um, what your future plans look like. Sure. Uh, I, I, I'm always excited about technology. I, you know, not just technology for technology's sake, but as, as you're well aware, uh, capacity is an issue for our industry. Finding individuals can be a challenge today. And I think one of the ways that you offset that is becoming more efficient and using technology to become more efficient. Uh, there's been such a transformation that you, it's, it's hard to keep up with all of the changes occurring. Sure. <laughs> out there. Um, internally, what we have done in the past couple items in just in the past year um, is a, really a, a, a portal, but also a communication tool that we use with our clients. Uh, we traditionally have a portal that we use that clients could transfer documents back and forth. And it was used very well, especially on the assurance side. Um, but we also felt we needed to, again, the technology hadn't changed for a number of years. So it was time to look for something different. So we invested in a product called Lysio. Mm -hmm. And basically it is a, it's a portal system. It's a, it's a cloud-based portal. However, it's really a communication tool. You can write notes to the client in Lysio and attach a file to it. You can actually, I've had communications back and forth with the client. Number one, it's not in your email, so it doesn't, you know, we all we all get inundated with emails, so it's you have to keep another uh, software open on your screen. But that's and you get you get a notification when something comes. But it's actually a way to communicate. What's really nice about that's where our clients um, we then send the final tax return. So they sign uh, using DocuSign all the tax returns. We are sending engagement letters that way for even the test services where they they can assign it. Um, so it's much. And what's really nice is if. You, we've all had in the past where we're waiting for information from a client. So, um, and we have to keep maybe contacting the client. What this is nice is if you send them a message through Lysio, they get a notification. You can set the number of days, they get another notification that, that awesome. there's something out there that, that, that we want. There's also an app available. So you can download it onto your uh, tablet or your phone and the notification shows right on your phone. So I found that useful. First year, we've had good success. Our, our team really likes it. They actually use it internally. Uh, instead of sending each other emails, they actually use it internally so that we get a task. We sign tasks. And then if you don't do it, you get an alert. So you don't, again, don't have your inbox inundated. Um, so that has working well. So our team has really picked up on it. We found our clients, um, I think, through the first, roughly the first year. Uh, no, well, not even a year. I guess we started in October. Our usage with clients is equal, equal or exceeded what it was with the portal. So I think that's a pretty success that we could get that percentage. We actually, I believe, the last I saw, have like 26% of our clients are using uh, the app. So, wow. yeah, that's that was really good because we, we can track that. Or Lysio tracks that for us. So, it, again, it's, it's, a, it's a way to exchange documents securely with the client, but it's really more of a communication tool. You can use it for communication, yeah. and that's the key. Um, Continual notifications, continually in touch with the client, sharing information. That, that's really the key. It's not just sharing documents. I think there's a really important distinction that you made there is it's because oftentimes when people are thinking about tools and resources and new tech, they just think of it to 
you know, it's, it's, it's a box to check or it's an inevitable evolution or whatever that may be. But what you're really describing is the experience that it enables, right? And it's improved communication, right? We're not just talking about workflow efficiency. We're not just talking about additional features and functionality. We're talking about improved communication, right? Which arguably would be worth the investment at almost any extent when we're talking about improving communication with our clients. And you even mentioned your internal team members, which I would say that's one of those, you know, um, interesting developments, which... I think gives a strong vote of confidence for the fact that the team sees significant value in the tool as well, too. You probably don't even have to ask if you're seeing them using the tool internally or for use cases that they're figuring out how to make improvements elsewhere as well, too. Say you've successfully enabled your team with you know an improved tool and then evaluated the results and been able to observe where they've even been able to figure out how we can you know not just make improvements with what probably was the primary objective, but elsewhere as well. Yes, yes. And it's it's interesting, the internal piece, uh, that was not really the initial thrust <laughs> was, but as we got into it and realized um, you can set up tasks for other in- internal projects, that was really a nice, nice Very feature cool. that my team really jumped on. Um, and they really, really, really liked that piece of it. So nice. How has the... Uh... Talk to me about any form of like integrations with other tools that you guys are using. I know you mentioned DocuSign and things like that. Has uh, Lysio had you know the ability to kind of integrate elsewhere where you've wanted it to? And if so, what does that look like? Or are there do you have uh, future goals to kind of try to integrate it more so into any other workflow or tools that you're using? Yeah, what from, uh, I should also mention this is not really an integration, but what's really nice is it that the entire list, you know, is anything that's in there can be seen by anybody in the firm. Nice. So if I'm, sending, if I'm sending information to a client and, and requesting something back, that mm-hmm. task sits there for everybody. So if I'm not here, awesome. somebody will can see it. What's really nice is what we do is we had our admin team this year uh, go through and they sorted everything else. It took that off the, off the professional team. They went through and downloaded documents that came in from clients they responded to it. They took that off of our shoulders because they could see everything in the whole firm. So as long as you were consistent using that and not email, it was a much more, it was a way to, I don't want to say integrate, but it was a way that the whole, the admin team could help the professional team get documents or obtain information from a client, which is really nice. And it's very downloadable into our, um, our work paper software, you can move it right into the, it's integrates with our, it's very downloadable into, uh, we use all, um, Thomson Reuters um, work papers. It's very downloadable into that or into the into the file cabinet. Uh, and our admin could do it for us. And then we just, we got a task that was moved. So that made our, made our lives so much easier. Very cool. I love the visibility element that you mentioned, right? You can have, which enable, I would argue that that enables you to have more of the successful outcome of consistency to the client experience, right? Where Mm -hmm. one client reaches out and makes contact with someone at your firm and that person's unavailable for whatever reason, vacation or otherwise, they don't need to reestablish communication or have the same conversation over again, which the data and the statistics really show us that that's among some of the most frustrating in terms of customer uh, service and experience that clients have with firms and really any any um, company they kind of get the <clears throat> they get round robined over and, and over again when they're trying to establish form of communication but the tool that you're using now as you've described it enables you to have the experience where everyone can see what the most recent or 
what all of the touch points are so they they can they know the history right and they can kind of go there first which also helps promote and encourage folks to use the tool kind of the way that they should because they get the value out of it that way as well too as like best not to take that communication offline or away from that tool at this point because we're going to lose that value right so a lot Absolutely. of built-in internal motivators to help uh, make sure that that experience still remains optimal Great Absolutely. Example. Great example. That sounds like it's been a pretty significant improvement for the firm, which is always exciting, right? And like you said, it's not technology for technology's sake. It's, you know, how can we improve and where can we find something that can help us enable these successful outcomes and move everything forward from here? So glad to hear that that one's working out. Um, and uh, I, I believe there's a couple of other tools we've talked about as well, too, including some that you've uh, done some experimentation with on the, with regard to like AI and artificial intelligence and some data analytics and stuff like that. Uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit or any of the other tools that you guys are using at your firm? Yeah, sure. But um, in, in the past year, um, in, in our processes for our financial statements in our assurance area, one of the tasks that is, is has traditionally been done is that a professional team member reviews the, reviews the, um, Make sure that the balance sheet looks okay. The footnotes agree to the, you know, if there's a footnote for debt, does it agree to the balance sheet? And it's more of a, a mechanical or um, detailed review of that. And again, what the idea is, is that how can I free up our team to do higher level services for the client? Not, not the, I'll say the mundane, because if you're doing that all the time, you're going to get bored. Sure. Um, we've brought interns in to do that in the past, which we they did higher level information this year, which was really great. So we were able to hire them because we were not sending them to do scanning or, or detail of financial statements. They actually got to do returns. So that, that got us a, a wonderful intern this year who we've hired. Um, but the idea is what we went to, we went to a product through Sentient Systems. This product is that when our financial statement was done, we sent them a PDF and they used artificial intelligence. So they would actually compare to make sure that the balance sheet, the assets equaled the liabilities and equity. If there was a footnote for debt, they made sure that it agreed to the, um, and they, you know, if, if it was a corporation, one place we had written partnerships, it would catch that. So it would use the artificial intelligence to make sure that the the, the, the presentation was good. The cross references were, were fine. Um, and since it was artificial intelligence, it started off with understanding the way we present financial statements and it got better at it as it went along, as it, under, it began to understand how we presented. So um, that saved my professional team hundreds of hours probably wow. in busy season. And um, I think we got a great product. I think early on, the team was a little bit skeptical at first and it turns out they loved it. They, they, uh, we send every financial there and, and we know we're going to get it back and, and it, awesome. it's going to be in great shape and it's just, it's really a super product. And again, it takes that mundane work off the team and allows them to do higher level services or as we discussed before, try to become help more advisory. Which is the goal. Excellent point. Excellent point. Sounds like it's been a great experience thus far. I know you mentioned saving hundreds of hours, especially during busy season. That's certainly music to my ears. I imagine that made you guys pretty happy as well, too. Getting that kind of mundane routine, I call it the boring busy work, right? Getting that boring mm -hmm. busy work out of the hands of the team 
and allowing them to focus in an area where they're able to make a greater impact, which is what they want to do, which is what the clients want to do, which is what you want your team to do, right? Everything winds up lining up pretty well. Um, so it sounds like this has been a great experience thus far and certainly makes the whole process of balancing uh, assets and liabilities and owned equity a little bit easier. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah nice. exactly. Simple formula, but it get get lost in the weeds there a little bit. So it's nice to have some tech help. Um, I I wanted to ask you about a a point that you mentioned, which I think is a really important one. And you mentioned that there was um, kind of a perhaps maybe like a healthy amount of like skepticism uh, initially when you were thinking about leveraging a tool like this, which sounds a little bit more progressive, a little bit more advanced. Uh, what did you, how did you get over that with your team? How did you get through that? Uh, what advice would you have for other firms that are thinking about experimenting in these ways as well too, and hoping for the successful outcome that you've had thus far? What, uh, what was the, how did you communicate with your team effectively and address their concerns when it came to something like that and give your firm the best chance to reach that successful outcome, which obviously you've made it to. When we came across this product, um, it seemed very interesting to me. So we had uh, some of our seniors sit in a demo or an online demo to see what it could do. And one seemed to have particular interest and, and thought it was really cool. So what I did is I, I guess he kind of became the champion and he was the center point for the product. So he helped spread the word and, and help get everybody else on board. Sometimes it's, it's better if the, once, if you get a champion on the team to do it rather than a, coming from the partners well said. That, that, that and and um, that seemed to work very well uh, to answer their questions once they saw it work. When they started to find, quite frankly, find some errors that were not not major, but there maybe was an error in a prior year financial statement that went out, and this caught it. Then they start once they start seeing the power of it, and then once the early on they, they would find. Uh, what they called errors, the software, but it really wasn't because it was the artificial intelligence. It was getting to understand cool. our product. So when it got to the, as we moved along, those errors went away and our team started to say, Hey, this is really, this is really valuable. Um, we can, t- and they usually, they, they turned, we, they turned it around in like a day at the most. So that was another great, a great item that they could turn it around very quickly. So I have to give them credit. But my advice is find somebody on the team or find a champion. If you don't have that, especially if it's not at the partner level, find somebody else that, and that's what we did with Lysio. We had an, an admin person who just, Katrina just grabbed a hold of it and she just made it happen with clients and uh, with the team. She's the one who introduced the internal tasks. I think that's the key. Find somebody that's that's not at the partner level. Um, the partners may have some skepticism. Uh, I think you and I talked about that before. But it's but once they see it in action and knows what it can do, it tends to melt away that that anxiety or, or is this going to work? Um, well said. Yeah, those are some excellent excellent advice. Great tips as well too. Like you said, at the partnership level, once you know you're able to kind of see what it's capable of and understand the value, that's a big part of it, right? So seeing is believing very much. So I love the idea of having the internal champion as well too. So someone who's not necessarily at the partnership level, but going around answering questions, helping people understand what this is, right? Eliminating any of that confusion or any of the addressing the skepticism in a healthy way as well too, uh, because the questions are you know warranted or welcome, obviously, but it's addressing them in the right way is really important. And then uh, like, like you said, whenever you're trying to push for any kind of change, it's, it's a lot easier if 
if someone is pulling at the same time as you are pushing, right, that makes the change go a lot smoother, uh, a lot more effectively as well, too, also. So, yeah, that's some excellent advice. I love the idea of having the internal champion and then folks being able to kind of see and understand the process as well, too, because you said as well, too, like you could misinterpret kind of what's happening in the beginning of the system itself as learning. That system is designed to actually do learning itself as well, too. So in the beginning, right, the results are not going to be the same as they are once it's had that opportunity to kind of go through that phase. But it's important that the team knows that, right, because um, the managing expectations is probably the best way I would describe it as well, too, making sure folks have an idea of what to expect. That'll help as well also. So excellent advice for sure. Yeah, I can't agree more. Yeah, well, we another item that we've we've actually used for a, a number of years is we've used a workflow product for probably ten years, uh, roughly. It, it's it's uh, Thomson Reuters product. It's it's their workflow product in their practice management software. Uh, it's it, it has worked well for us. Uh, we run all projects through it. We can assign tasks, and it flows to your dashboard, your queue. It goes to the queue or the dashboard, the traditional, but. Again, it seems like it's it's it, we needed to look at something to help us even be more efficient. So we're in the next year we're going to be upgrading to their um, to their cloud product, which is uh, Go File Room, Advanced Flow, and then we've also got Purchase Firm Flow, which is really interesting. It kind of sits on top of the other two, so that um, it's a it's it's a it's a flow project. You can actually put um, notes for the preparer, notes for the uh, assembly where it should be sent to. It actually has a workflow. It actually has checklists. It connects to the, um, it interacts with the research software checkpoint. So it's all integrated, which you don't have to go back and forth between software. The workflow is really nice. It's gonna give us a chance to, when we initially set it up, we came up with the the tasks within the project. Uh, Some of those, you know, it's hard, it was hard to change in in the old version. In the new firm flow, uh, we're going to get a chance to revisit that workflow, see if we can do it any 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 more efficient because we've made some changes. We actually have a workflow committee that, uh, that meets periodically, especially after busy season, and determines are there things we can do better, are there things we can do differently. So they're looking at the scanning process right now because uh, we've been using scanning and populate. Um, not sure again that it's exactly what we want, so we're revisiting that and there may be a capability to do that with uh, advanced flow and firm flow. So we're revisiting that as over the next year, as we integrate this, how can we change our uh, scanning process? We scan our documents all up front. So we're paperless as it flows through the office. Um, And until the end, uh, we try to deliver as many as we can through um, Lucio returns, but we still have some individuals that want paper. So it never turns into paper until if it's a, if it's a return is sent to somebody to a client, it doesn't turn to paper until the very last step. Um, so that's worked well, but upfront we think maybe we can get some efficiencies at the way we scan or the way it populates. Very nice. Sounds like um, still some exciting plans to come as well too. And I like the way your your firm has been methodical about kind of what's next focusing on the objective at hand at the moment in terms of like, basically I would describe it as where the bottleneck is now, what we need to address next. You mentioned the cloud conversion project, which I think you're going to get a lot of benefit out of that as well too, which is exciting kind of from a practice management software perspective, kind of a good solid foundation there, something that's more accessible and 
more modern in terms of the tech stack there as well also. And then the uh, music to my ears as well too, about uh, operating paperless as much as possible and still having the ability to convert as necessary if there are clients with you know particular needs or desires and things like that. But while it's being majorly managed you know, internally and you guys are doing what you need to do with it, keep it as electronic as possible, keep it as flexible, make sure that the efficiency is there as well too. Um, I also like the idea of the, um, having the committee that evaluates at the end of each busy season, you know, what, where are there areas of opportunity for us to improve workflow efficiencies, kind of going back and evaluating what the past season has looked like. Um, that's really a great idea as well, too, because I'm sure every year there's always new opportunities, right? So as you're making progress, as you're instituting a number of these changes, there's more that you want to focus on, obviously, just like you mentioned um, in your previous response. So uh, it's exciting. We'll have to uh, have you back to talk more about uh, the, the future plans that you have set at the moment. But it sounds like things are going well thus far. You're getting a decent ROI out of the process, which is always encouraging. It is. Well, I'd be excited to come back because we, again, we continually evaluate what what's next. You know, I, I like to... Uh, so we talk about standard procedures, standard operating procedures. I always like to know what are the next procedures. That's what yeah. I tell my team. It's standard operating procedures are great, but you can't stay lax. You can't stay right. in time. You have to change. So I was, I'm always pushing for what, what are next procedures. Super interesting. Yep. Standard, uh, standard changes, right? The standard evolves. <laughs> so what's standard now is probably not going to be standard tomorrow. What's standard today won't be standard tomorrow. Super interesting, Jeff. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your experience with your firm. I'm very encouraged by all the progress that you've made. It's uh, inspirational for other folks to hear as well, too, that you know, perhaps a step or two behind you guys, but have aspirations kind of get there, uh, get their firm there as well. Also. So the examples are always super helpful. Um, I got a couple questions for you before I let you go. The first is, uh, is there any advice or resources in particular? I know we mentioned a bunch in the show already, but are there any resources in particular you would point folks at other managing partners or partners at firms that are looking to kind of take more of a progressive approach or, look for opportunities to improve workflow and efficiency, have a healthier relationship with technology at their form, anything like that, that you might recommend for folks uh, up to and including just general advice. Sure. One, one, one item that I, I think is, is very helpful, helpful. We, our firm is a member of the uh, medium sized map group firms, management accounting practice with the AICPA. And um, there's like 25 groups in it and we share information. So some of this has, it's been great to find what other firms are doing. And if, you, if you're trying to evaluate a project uh, software or something, they maybe have used it and they can, you know, we've gotten tips from other, other firms. So, and this group has a firm administrator group and an audit group and a tax group. So we can really drill down. So I found being in one of those or associations has been very helpful to just get, talk to similar size firms, what they're doing, and you don't want to necessarily copy them, but you can share ideas, which, again, some firms have actually implemented or tried to implement some of the software we looked at. And we got tips whether well, we should do it or not do it. So that, that was very helpful in the process. I think also internally, as I mentioned before, I think, you know, getting, getting your whole team involved early on as much as possible and explaining why. I think what we always find is we explain why we have to do the change, why it's necessary. I think that that is very, very important. Don't just don't just one day throw it at them. And so that's why we tend to integrate people on the team as we make these changes. They're involved in the process, three or four people. They can look at it. Plus, if one of them is a champion, they can help 
drive it to, to the other members of the firm and not just coming from the partner level. Excellent advice. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, for certain, the associations and the AICPA, in terms of learning from other firms at or around your size, it's always great to get feedback in terms of what type of experience folks have had with any tools or resources you're thinking about. Maybe there's something you haven't considered that folks have had a good experience with. That can really cut down the time and help you figure out what strategy is going to make the most sense for delivering the highest chances of success for your firm whenever you're talking about new projects. And then um, working with your team internally, of course, as always as well, too, in terms of the different strategies that you've recommended, obviously, that had a positive effect on the projects that you've been working on. So working well for you. And I would encourage other firms to take a closer look at those as well. Also, thank you for sharing those um, suggestions. And then the last question I have for you is who should reach out to you and how can they get in touch? Uh, I'd be happy to talk to uh, any partner, managing partner or manager, somebody at a firm, firm administrator who may have questions on software conversion, the products that we've used, or maybe you're looking at other products that maybe we've looked at and then that they didn't work for us. Um, they didn't, we didn't think they provided value for us. Um, be happy to share that information. I think again, sharing with other firms, you don't stay inside one box. You're not self-contained. It's I think getting, that's extremely valuable. Um, I'd be happy to um, receive an email. Uh, my email is jbleacher at rbfco.com. Again, jbleacher at rbfco.com. We have a website, www.rbfco.com. You might want to mess, I kind of messed that up there. Um, uh, I'd be happy, you know, you can reach out to us through, through the website. I'd be happy to have any conversations about software um you know we're also in the looking always looking for acquisitions so be happy to talk about that with anybody as well fantastic and thank you for sharing jeff we'll uh link to the contact information the url to the firm any of that information that you shared as well too so for any of our listeners who tuned into this episode feel free to check out the show notes to gain access to any of the tools resources and contact information that jeff's provided and uh, jeff i can't thank you enough for being here and sharing your experience and knowledge with myself and our audience it's very valuable thank you sean it's been my pleasure i think sharing information is how is a great way to learn Agreed. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thanks for listening to this episode of Accounting Automation. I hope you found it valuable. I help accounting firms scale their profit exponentially without needing to hire any additional accountants. So if your firm is in growth mode and can't keep up, I'd love to talk to you more about how I can empower your firm to do more with less through automation and technology. To learn more, visit my website, nextstep.io, or email me, sean at nextstep.io. That's sean, S-E-A-N, at next step, nxtstep.io. Hey folks, Sean here, and I want to thank you for engaging with my content and encourage you to sign up for my free five-day video email course called Bottleneck Buster. Bottleneck Buster is designed to show you how to boost the profitability of your firm without hiring. You'll learn where your firm is wasting time, how to get that time back, and how to reinvest it to drive greater profitability. Sign up for the course at bottleneckbuster.com.